0: Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. I'm here. This is Alisa. I'm here with Pastor Jeremy, Pastor Nate, and Pastor Steven. How are you guys up? doing?
1: Yo, yo, yo. Good everybody. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing good. Great.
2: Rested. Yeah, I was gonna say we're in we're in recovery mode. Just can't can't even believe how good yesterday was. Well, while well, we're recording this, it's yesterday. While well, you're listening to it, it's a couple days ago. But uh yeah, it's awesome, mm. man. So amazing. And well, we're, we uh, are
1: through it for a bunch of different reasons, other yeah. than a lot of people showed up.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was yeah awesome. for sure. I uh, I loved, you know, one thing that was really exciting is we always talk through like having a good, you know, inviting people and talking to people. And one thing that's been happening at Dover right now, probably since we went to one service and the renovation happened, we've been getting a lot of newer people coming through. and I remember talking to the leaders, I said, we don't know what's going to happen because a lot of our attendants are people who have like just found the church and just fallen in love with the church. They could either be really shy and they will not invite anyone or they could be really excited and so they're just telling every single person they see. And sure enough, we got someone who came uh they put down who they were invited by. We asked how they were invited. Uh someone just they were talking at the gym. And it was like, well, what are your plans this weekend? I'm going to Easter service at my church. You want to come like while they're working out at the gym. Wow. so it was the it was the better half. Like people were so excited. People are so excited to be a part of church that it's like when you find the the great new taco stand, like you won't shut up about, oh no, it's so great. You need to be there. And so <laughs> those stories were really fun to hear for Easter.
0: That's so cool.
2: yeah, it was pretty sweet.
0: I don't know if I would be that bold. <laughs> like, no,
2: yeah, I. I if think I was at the
0: gym, I wouldn't want to be talking to anyone. That that's awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't think I could do that either. <laughs> How was it for you, Elisa, in, in Plymouth? Was it was it great? Did you get to meet a lot of new guests. in a great yeah, stories? it was
0: it was awesome. We had a ton of new people, uh, a ton of families bringing their their other family members, which was awesome. Um, the ones that stick stuck out to me the most was we had a couple college students. Um, and I think we actually had a lot of college age students, but two in particular, there was there was one guy who who showed up and he was sitting next to what I assumed was his friend from school. And um, I met both of them and they had said they just met. <laughs> while sitting down like two college age students who had never go to the same school. (laughs) They had never met each other and they found each other in the church and they just made friends immediately and sat down and, um, you know, I asked what, what brought them to church. And they said, well, it's Easter Sunday. I normally go to church back home. Um, So I I've been here for a while now and haven't been able to find a church that that works for me yet so we're going to check it out I'm like awesome. awesome so it was nice to meet them and um i met one one lady in particular who had known pastor nate and she was just so thankful for the message it totally um changed her and and one thing she said to me which uh, today when i messaged her she said um i prayed for the first time yesterday where i actually believed it
1: so, oh that's amazing when
0: that's you can cool. when you can hear an immediate um an immediate turn turn around an immediate change of heart man mm-hmm. how cool is that it's
1: so awesome um I got an email from that person too so growing up uh someone who went to plymouth yesterday she was friends she was like a neighbor and friend to one of my cousins so I've seen her growing up I probably, I feel like I probably haven't seen her in 15 or 20 years, oh. huh? but um. anyway, she went to the, I, I guess, you, Elisa, you can correct me. She went to church for the first time yesterday, not just our church, I think for the first time. And um,
0: yeah, I don't know her history. And saw me
1: on the screen. I was like, oh my word, I know him. And just felt like it was <laughs> a sign from the Lord.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't know what her church background is, if that was her first time ever or just first time in a really long time. Um, But yeah, she brought her, she has two kids. She brought her kids and her four-year-old is already demanding that they come back next week. So she said, I'll see you next week. So love it. Love it.
2: Wow. That's great. Well, we have, we have, uh, we have something else that's really awesome that happened this Sunday as well. Uh, Pastor Steven, you had your kickoff Sunday. How was that for you?
3: Ayo. Hey, yo, bro, uh, it was fun, guys. I'm really happy and thankful for everything that happened yesterday.
2: Uh, it was awesome.
3: Think, I did not expect eighty three people in this building. To yeah. be honest, like I was expecting, like you know, like fifty. Uh, fifty will be great. Because right. we started from zero, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Nobody. So I'm like, oh no, 50 will be great even though like we're shooting. Um, But man, 83 in this building. Yeah. And um, the fun part was everyone was local. Oh, wow, that's yeah. great. You know, so we had only two people, maybe three people from Plymouth that came, that's it. So rest, everyone was local and uh, it was fun. Uh, everyone loved it. Uh, I shared with Pastor Nate about some of the testimonies there like a lot of people were searching yeah mm. a lot of people were searching for a church that that clicked for them so when they came in like just opened the door and they stepped into the building and started clicking for multiple people mm-hmm. um, and then I potentially have a full band oh <laughs> hey so What. what one family, one family that plays the uh, the son plays drums, the uh, the dad plays guitar, mom plays piano. Heck yeah! Uh, and then you know they 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 travel from Oklahoma to here, and they bought a house in uh, uh, like Whitefield or Franconia somewhere, so and good. they're moving. So I was like, "Oh, you're my band!" <laughs> so oh I, I started joking around and stuff like that. Um, Another another person uh, filled in a, a volunteer form to play drums, just one Sunday, and they're like plugged okay. in. Amazing!
0: Oh my gosh! So, so a lot
3: cool. of uh like that. So that's been great. Um, I got yeah. 17 connection card. So that's insane. So I, I I feel like they all want to get connected. You know? So, so oh man, a lot of testimonies.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I'm like that's awesome out of all the scenarios that i feel like you had playing in your head that <laughs> is that is one of the best case <laughs> that could yeah. have happened could have been like the 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 pre-service right before oh, or it what? could have been as good as easter sunday that's that's <laughs> just really cool yeah Ooh. yeah it was fun Man. it was overall it was a really really
3: like god moving and uh I got multiple feedbacks about your preaching as well, Pastor Nate, Mm. Uh, really like it was right on for them, like it was, it was like God spoke to them personally into your sermon, so it was nice to just hear about that, like you always like don't know what people expect. Like, because we do things differently, you know, stuff like that. So I was like, I don't know what to expect because this is all brand new. So everyone is new, but they all loved it. Uh, You know, they're just happy this, we launched it. It makes me surprised. Like, you know, like there's multiple churches, but they were still searching and waiting. Yeah. You know, so
1: it's, you know, it's kind of like part of it is, is vision you know we get a pressure we get pressure a lot of times to kind of change and adapt and maybe become more neutral but there's mm. there there's a need for a church like ours there there's yeah. certain people that only we can reach and so we can be yeah. the other church but that's not the assignment that God's given us and so we end up losing a lot of people because we're not like that but that's fine yep. there's other churches that can care for and reach those people. We've got to reach only the people we can reach. yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. that's so good.
1: right. So yeah, it was fun.
0: man just, how faithful is God like
2: yeah, that oh, is just
0: obviously. just to hear about the band like you started from two people <laughs> and now you have a potential full band. It was funny. It was funny
3: how they approached. Like they they were like, first I thought I was like, oh man, they're asking a deep question, like, are you uh have you gone to college for uh biblical studies, you know, stuff like that. So I was like, oh, okay. So I said, Yeah, my wife and I graduated Bible college. They're like, Oh, we're impressed. I was like, Oh, all right. Then he started talking about it, and uh then he was really impressed the whole family was impressed about how we did stuff like the tech um, you know how we use the equipment and stuff like that so i was like oh so they were like they want to serve pretty much right yeah. thinking about how good god is just yeah, yeah. Moving this this january i was like oh my gosh I have no idea what is what is going to happen. I have two kids and one wife and that's it.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> now I got a whole family.
0: <laughs> yeah. And man, seriously, like, we're just so, so proud of you for everything that you're doing there. It's, it's amazing. You've, you've worked so hard and it's been so long and so tiring to get the everything prepped and ready to go. And you know I I just hope that you're so so encouraged by how yesterday went for you because no matter how hard it was God was so faithful he provided with all the things that you had questions of you know and and he's still working we've we've talked about this so much for for what that ministry is going to look like for you and for the community um but even if things aren't aren't lining up the way that we think that they should in our timing like God, God's going to provide you with everything that he needs you to have for you to complete the work that he has in store. So, hey, Damn. thanks for leading in so much faithfulness and um, just inspiring the rest of us through the way that you lead.
2: Yeah. Got the best team. Got the, the best. best team. That was a side five. So, Pastor so watch-
3: how did you end up uh having this thought about the walking on eggshells
1: egg and uh how did you craft this Um we uh we had two different ideas or two two different like broad subjects we were talking about it was either trust like Jesus or free like Jesus hmm. and um the My Deliverer song we had picked out a while ago to either do it Christmas or Easter. And so once it landed on Easter and, and I, you know, we let the Pastor Jeremy and the worship leaders all um, kind of cultivate the service. And so they decided to have it after the sermon. So then in one of our planning meetings, they're like, well, what are you going to preach? And I'm like, well, I kind of have these two different ideas. And so... Anyway, we landed on free, like Jesus, and then in my preparation last week, um, I had another, I had another sermon written, at least partial of it, but I had communicated with a couple of you, like uh, it's not, like it's a sermon, but it's not the right thing yet, and just kept working on it, working on it, working on it, and then finally I remembered that story. Uh, from Michelle's grandmother, and uh, there might have been like Wednesday, probably Wednesday night, and um, so woke up Thursday morning and put it in my notes. And it was like a point to, it was like an illustration to one point. And then as I got in the office on Thursday, I'm like, you know what? I think this needs to be what we talk about. Mm. And I messaged mm-hmm. all you guys on Slack that morning to like help me process it, and said, hey, here's what I'm preaching. And then got to the office and reshifted it, reorganized it. Um, took the other sermon, essentially put the other sermon at the bottom of my notes, and um, it, you know, just in case I decided to use it. But then wrote a new sermon. So, you, you know, I think we've, I think I personally gotten feedback from every location now that someone said, e- even church online, someone said. Like, this was for me. Yeah. This That's pretty home. great. So four yeah. locations and online comment that in every auditorium someone said, this was for me. That's, you, you, you can't, like, praise God for directing me that way. Yeah. I had absolutely. a question.
3: So how do you know? So you said, you, you, you told us right now, like, you had a sermon written down. And then you're not like happy, you know, uh, or maybe like you had double thoughts about it. Uh, Help us through it or help us uh, help the listeners. uh, Maybe even they have those thought process, right? Maybe writing a sermon or maybe writing something out. How do you know what to land? Like what what does that feeling looks for you? Like is your heart says or is it in your mind or how does that process looks like for you? Um. Well, hard question. <laughs> well,
1: I, so I had, and I, I had like an example pop in my head, but I, I'm trying to process if it's, um, if it even makes any sense. In, um, when Jesus was in the womb, and John the Baptist was in the womb, and Mary and Elizabeth came and talked to each other, and it said that the babies like leapt in the womb. That they like they they recognize their spirit in the womb and they left it left in the womb. I think that sometimes when you're preparing a sermon, the word like leaps internally and it's like, ah, yes, this is it. Finally, I've caught on to what the spirit is saying and doing, and my spirit reacts with the Holy Spirit. He's like,
3: finally,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and and so i think that internally there's like all of a sudden um you know, you know it's like um you're you're building a puzzle with your grandma and your it's a lot of a lot of work but then all of a sudden it's like momentum and you're doing piece piece after piece and and so it's kind of like that um and Yeah. So
2: I think... Not only does that make perfect sense, but that like clarifies even within myself. Like that works through how, I don't know, like that just makes so much sense of like why, why can you sit on something you've prepared and be like, no, (laughs) like, no, this isn't it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's just, it's interesting that you talk through it that way because... Uh, we talked about on the podcast before, but a similar week that I had preached, I went into the to the room. Haley was getting ready for bed, and I said, "I messed up. The whole ending is wrong." She's like, "No, I think it's fine." I'm like, "It's wrong though. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean?" And so your your explanation is that's really great. Like, that's such a good way of like, oh yeah, we need to trust how the Holy Spirit's working in us, and you just kind of feel it. Like, ah, yes, yeah, God's letting me move forward with this
1: and I would say I don't always have that I always strive to get that because I preach better I preach better when I know all right I this is God's word for God's people it's not my ideas yeah that I'm trying to share so I always try to drive that and sometimes I have it it's all on paper but God's just trying to get me to shift my order and then honestly because I've been doing it so long now I don't I tr- I'm not going to be anxious about it. I used to stay up till 1 or 2 in the morning till I had it figured out because, because I didn't... you know. But I think there's too much of me in that. I was too worried about looking good.
3: Mm, that's and good.
1: When I'm like, Hey, this is it. And I know this is complete. I don't know how it's going to work or function, but I know it's complete. There's nothing... There's no more labor I can put into it. And so then... I always evaluate it on Sunday mornings. So I wake up, get the kids woken up, you know, start getting ready for church. And then I just sit and chill and look Mm -hmm. at it, you know, not in a, an anxiety filled way, but just anything, any ideas popping in my head this morning, anything that should be shifted around. And then I always make one last round of edits before I drive Mm -hmm. in. And, um, sometimes really, If I, it's just a trusting. All right, God, I put in a lot of preparation. And then when I'm on stage, sometimes it'll click once I'm on stage and I'll say something and the whole room reacts. Mm. Even if they don't, like I'm not even talking about like they laugh at a joke, but the entire (laughs) spiritual atmosphere of the room shifts and you feel like, okay, this is it. And then I'll end up. It wasn't in my notes, but I'll end up reusing that illustration throughout the entire message. Um, and I think some of that just comes with practice because now I've been really honestly been doing it so long that yeah. yeah that's so when awesome.
0: was that? Um, when was that anxiety shift for you? When you stopped, like trying to prepare when you when you stopped becoming anxious for what it was that you were going to preach? When was that kind of shift?
1: Well, no, it hasn't stopped. But what <laughs> I started doing is I have a bedtime now on Saturday night. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, um, pretty much... Pretty much I'm not going to look at it after six o'clock on Saturday night. Cool. And it's just... Here we go. Now, I end up sometimes waking up really early on Sunday if it's like, I feel like it's a total debacle. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, it's, it's kind of trusting like, hey, I'm sorry, God, that I was too busy. I couldn't get out of my own head this week. Like, mm. but I know you're not going to punish the church, y- you know, because, yep. and, and it's not being lazy because I, I'm putting in the work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sometimes for one reason or another, like sometimes there's a lot of stress. Stress. There's a lot of like crap that you're dealing with. And yeah. It's hard to to um to maybe God's get a word of joy for the people in the church. And it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to hear that when you're in the midst of of your own suffering.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: That's So, so true. Good. Thank
0: you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, no problem. So free, <laughs> free like Jesus, free from walking on eggshells.
2: Um, you know one just I shared with you. It's funny you talked about um and even Elisa before before we hit record pastor Elisa was making the jokes of having uh like almost no no reverence for God and, and you know going for that. I loved the fact that like the most shared meme I sent to you. Um, you talked through like, maybe you should have some reverence to God, but don't walk on eggshells around him And then all these Christians are posting Jesus playing basketball with the devil. And I just, I just shared it with you. Like, I feel like <laughs> this is the, the equivalent to hey, like what you did with the place. God, like <laughs> he's risen. He's alive. He conquered death. Here he is playing basketball with Satan. Isn't that funny? Like, it just was. It was funny to me. Like immediately, it just brought me back to your message. Like, yeah, I don't know. This seems disrespectful. Broke his I didn't.
1: Yeah, I, I saw that posted from a lot of people, and uh, I wasn't offended by it, but I just didn't get it. Yeah. What, Do you want to help me with it?
2: Like, why it's why it's funny?
1: Why they posted
2: it on Easter? Cause he's, I don't know. Cause he's winning. I don't, I feel like I don't know sports well enough. Should I get something about basketball to understand the point?
0: I was in the same boat. I'm like, I don't fully understand.
2: Every, everyone shared my, like my wife shared it. The the joke thing that I said to you
1: was uh, in quotations, Satan, Satan going to be my foothold, my footstool for this dunk. Like that's the only (laughs) thing I could think of. (laughs) Like if Jesus was carrying a football and then he juked the devil and the devil was falling down like that, that I could get because he thought he had him. Right. He's just juked out of the way and he's risen from the dead. <laughs> but the basketball one, like essentially in basketball, you say he broke his ankles. And uh but I but I don't get to that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I'm I am i am not against people doing it. I just I like to be in on the joke if <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. if, if it's going to be this well circulated, I better
1: get it. And it maybe be people are like, me. no, of course you don't get it. It wasn't a joke, it was a piece of beautiful art. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, there I we go. S- I'm so sorry. Here I am laughing at something that's not funny again. <laughs> like, like it fall down. And... Yeah. That's funny. <clears throat> I
3: love the illustration that you pre done, uh the the gun illustration. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was nice. You took that and explained the fear part of God. It's not like, oh God, oh my gosh, he's going to like do something crazy to me. No, it's it's that fear is reverence. A lot of people mistake that, and I think you really. Uh, really explained with that gun illustration that was that was on point, I guess I yeah
0: know. go ahead Elisa. i I was just in in agreement with it i I really liked that in- illustration it made a lot of sense to me um and I just loved at the end you, you know you explained you know when when you have fear not being fearful, but having fear of the guns you You can use it correctly. It it can it can protect. It can be uh, a source of enjoyment or or whatever it is that you said. With that, and God is the same way. When you fear Him, you're simply recognizing His power um, and and His greatness, and knowing what He is truly capable of. How small you are in comparison to to God, and um, you know, yeah. I just I loved. Loved that whole illustration. It made it. made full sense to me.
1: There was two parts of that that I really liked, or maybe more than that. Uh, I liked um, the wages of mishandling guns as death. That 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 Bible. The message translation yeah. of that Bible verse, <laughs> and then obviously connecting it to then God and saying the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. The other part of it was, you know looking down the barrel of the gun and there's rules don't do that and it's not because we're trying to take away your fun and god has rules for life don't look down the barrel of the gun or don't don't commit these sins but again it's not about him controlling us or taking away our fun right it's about enjoyment and long and an everlasting life and abundant
2: life right <clears throat> yeah Yeah, yeah, I think that that drives home so well, just just that whole Mm. analogy. Because that that same thing, like, you can be so completely afraid of, like, a firearm. They just, like, it will not be in my house. It will not, you know, anything like that. Which sometimes might be people's reaction to the idea of God. Like, Mm. no, I'm I'm terrified of it. But some people, like, it's a recreation. Going out to the range, this is what I do with my friends. But those people have have the deepest regard for how you treat yourself around that firearm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they have this. No, 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 no. Like this is this is the etiquette because we respect this. Like this is fun. Uh, this is something that you know we do to bond together. This is something you know. And just thinking through that that same analogy, like no, God is fun god is 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 life-giving but you still sh- you still should have this you know you need to have a respect for it you, you know when you talk through like someone just entering and waving a gun around like that's that's not really how you want to approach god too you know yeah I, I did love that that was very cool
1: yeah we, i could have broken it down don't be afraid of guns which can just kill your body be afraid of god who can kill both your body and your soul <laughs> <laughs>
2: That might have brought people back to walking on eggshells. <laughs> <Like, laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Hey, I think the tough part is, right, because you preach that and you think the the, the tension you feel is that people are going to walk out of here and think, perfect. I don't have to change anything in my life. Perfect. Yeah. I don't ever have to walk on eggshells around God. And that's why I just kicked in the the bold and brazen. Like, even when I was preaching, I'm like, I'm kind of running out of time. Maybe I'll cut this. Uh, and I didn't spend on as much time it, on it as I was going to. Yeah. But it was just like, hey, difference between bold and brazen. Boldly go before God. Don't walk in eggshells. But brazenly, you're going to come in and say, I'm not going to follow you. Right. I'm not going to do what you say. Um. And I I just was trying to make that point for that reason. Like, just the tension you feel on a, don't walk on eggshells around God, like just too lovey-dovey. Right. um, No consequence for sin, no such thing as sin, no such thing as hell. Like, I don't ever want to
2: mislead people that way. Right. Which is like, I feel like, that is something that I think a lot of churches struggle with, and and I think it's it's healthy to struggle with that because that is sometimes the message of like, oh no, you know, I love the idea of the come as you are uh, and all that, but sometimes you know we could accidentally be teaching stay as you are. It's like, oh yeah, for sure. You know, like no, no, don't don't stay as you are. Like come where you're at, but let let Jesus work on you. You know.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: On the, the, those questions of of deep sin, right?
1: The ones where people don't tell me that I'm sinning. Um, how you know how dare you tell me that it's sin on those issues? that's always been my approach. we've talked about it before, but to just try to disciple the church more. That's my my response always is, hey, we're not going to tell you what to do. I think at some point Jesus is going to ask you to lay this down.
0: Mm.
1: When he does, and I and I believe that he will, when he does, you're gonna have to make that decision. Are you gonna continue to follow him or not? Yeah. And that'll be your choice to make at that time. Yeah. Right. And and so that sets the expectation that, hey, you're welcome to come here. We are not gonna stop you from coming here. We here's what we believe, but we're not gonna scream at you because it's not our place. But yeah. Jesus at some point is gonna come to this as he's gonna come to all the different things in our own lives. Mm. And I always said this, are you still going to follow? Yeah. Or are you gonna walk away. It's that, yeah. that, you know, the communion sermon where he says, unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you cannot be my disciples. And It was like hundreds of people left. <laughs>
2: yeah. And it was just the
1: 12 disciples. And like, are you going to leave now too? And like who else has the words of life? No, we're going to follow you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that, that helps people in those kind of situations too, because why are they offended in the first place? Oftentimes it's because they're, you know, it could be any reason. Oftentimes I believe it's because they're afraid that you're going to judge them based on what they're doing. They don't want to be judged. You know, they probably don't want to change what they're doing because it's comfortable, but ultimately they don't, they don't want to be frowned upon because of of the lifestyle that they're choosing. Um, So
2: well, and we've had when you when know. you go
0: about it in that way you know, when you when you say um we're we're not the judge of them we know what God's word says and we're going to hold true to that we're going to hold firm to that because that's what God has called us to do but he doesn't call us to judge He doesn't call us to shove because ultimately we know God's word but God knows his timing. So every person they can't they can't deny that with you when you say, um, you know, God is going to call you to give this up one day. You don't have to say, hey, right now you got to do this and you don't have to shove that at them because God knows the timing that he's going to complete that work in their lives. Um, I think that's so important for other other leaders, other believers, Christians to know we're not shovers. We are we are speaking the truth of God's word and we're obeying under God's God's wisdom and his timing. So I love that. I think that's a really great way.
2: I think it's also it. an approach that, um, that is much less aggressive and much less um, hypocritical, like in nature like to go at someone and be like, did you know you're living in sin? Like you need to fix these things and all that whole idea, like, which is an approach that people have. But, you know, like we've we've talked about in some staff calls, you know, regarding like, oh, you know, this sin, that sin, and it's like, if I were just to stand around and be like, listen, you're not gonna move forward till you deal with this sin, like at what why does it stop at their sin and not where mine is? Right. So if you're just going around yelling at people of, of their sin and that they need to change it. But I like your approach, Pastor Nate, that you talked to, like, I'm not gonna treat you different. I'm not gonna hate you, I'm not gonna do a this, but you know, I believe Jesus is going to ask this, that, that sets it up in such a more loving way to where, because if you were just like, no, it's wrong. Stop. I'm sure there's plenty of things like within your life, within my life that they could be like, all right, well, are you going to stop doing this? You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, it's like, well, shoot. Yeah. And are you so I, stop I,
3: bringing coffee?
2: <laughs> oh, I'm on my fourth cup. <laughs> yes. As yeah, quiet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you know it's a little off subject. People always say every sin is the same, but I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. Tell tell us more. It's bold. <laughs> well, because there are like sexual sins. Paul gives a big warning. Hey. Don't you know that when you sin this way, you're sinning against your own body? Mm -hmm. So we haven't preached on that. So I haven't probably studied that in a couple of decades. But what does that mean? It means that there is sin that does bring deep harm. Another old church doctrine, doctrine is that of mortal sins. And you can't tell me You know, if um, if I say a cuss word right now, or I go kill my family right now, that they have the equal consequence mm-hmm. in my heart, or in the kingdom of God. Like if I yeah. swear right now, do you think, and 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 the rapture comes, that potentially I wouldn't go in the rapture, or if all of a sudden I swear and then I or I have a heart attack and I'm like son of a monkey and then <laughs> die because I was having a heart attack that now all of a sudden I've missed heaven because of that but right if I'm on a killing rampage murdering people and I get murdered myself at that point um the guy's like uh were you having a hard day right <laughs> right. come here come rest right. your head on this cloud Okay. Like I- <laughs> <laughs> I just think like there is um, there is a depth and depravity of sin. Mm. That's why Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed because yeah. yeah. the de- de- depravity when they come banging on the door and they're like, "Hey, you got some guests, lot? Let them out here that we can uh, rape them." Yeah, and like that, you know that. That just depravity of it is different, right? Because yeah. we we get a lot of bad cities here in the U.S., but none of them have been destroyed as of late. <laughs> a few controversial
2: hurricanes that people said were judgments, but <laughs> <laughs> what what do you think brings that that confusion of it? Like, is there is there a big negative consequence to us saying like what you're saying? Like, Oh no, no. All sin is the same. Like, do you think there's something negative that comes from that belief? Or why do you think we believe that we want to like keep them all the same?
1: The <laughs> one thing is, I, I think what happens is we tend to, uh, we can use it to justify our own excuse. Sorry, i pacing. I, the sun just hit me. I was sitting in the shade and now really hot.
2: I thought we were getting a tour of your farm. The, I was starting to
1: walk. I'm like, I'm going to lose Wi-Fi if I walk. Yeah. The, let me ask your a question so I can see if my answer comes back up. <laughs> uh,
2: I was just asking, like, you talk through a lot of people say all sin is the same, right? Mm-hmm. And so what's the negative part of that belief or why do we have that belief sometimes?
1: Yeah, because it because I judge myself according to your sins, and so then I don't have to change. Mm. So it, the the stupid one that I hear all the time, which I hate, 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 is um, you know drunkenness, and they say, oh, oh, drunkenness. What about your gluttony? You're talking about my pint, but what about your plate? And uh, I've never actually heard that before, but trademark it because that's awesome. yeah. Oh, that's good i will write that up for you um, but so is that one so so don't you dare talk to me about my drunkenness until you talk about your muffin top and the the thing about it is right and this kind of the one thing not every person who's overweight is a glutton, so this is a stupid thing for one, but then. You you can't necessarily call... I think very few people really, really deal with gluttony. Um, It's just a deep worship for food. But even if they do, right? Is that the same as drunkenness? Because does gluttony ever cause people to kill people? Like in drunk driving or in abusive rage? No. So it's not nearly as dangerous. Twinkies are not as dangerous
2: as... (laughs) (laughs) okay so you back off my twinkies
1: (laughs) I was hoping for a real clever thing there but nothing
2: nothing came Um, you don't know alcohol drinks enough to make quick I knew a bunch but I worked with twinkies
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's good
1: that lobster claw is not the same as that red claw (laughs) <laughs> oh boy! So that's so, so that's one thing, right? So alcohol. Why does the Bible speak against drunkenness over and over and over and over again? Um, you know, it, it warns of it so many times. And then, um, you know, is a nicotine addiction the same thing as a caffeine addiction? Are those the same? Um, You know, you know, and that's just just think through and the ponder. But what happens is, well, I don't need to change because everybody has sin. And so I'm just Mm going to sit here and coddle and enjoy my sin because everybody sins. You hear Pastor Nate? He sins. So perfect. So can I. And Mm -hmm. that is never, ever, ever the way we're supposed to be. We, I think we, we just talked about this, was it the first month? Holy, like mm. Jesus is holy. We're mm. compare ourselves to him. I know we've got the righteousness of Christ in us um, uh, and on us, we're clothed in that, but we're to be holy as he is holy. And if we love him, we'll keep his commands. And if we love him, we'll hate sin. And that is what we're to be comparing ourselves to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think we should also just always be aware for ourselves. We can't ever be quick to make an excuse for our action, no matter what it is. We have to be quick to say, okay, what am I putting above God? What am I putting before him? What am I prioritizing when I should be prioritizing him instead? Is there, God, is there anything unclean in me? Weed it out should be a constant prayer that we're that we're making in ourselves we should never be quick to excuse behaviors we should be quick to ask god what do you think of this or search in his word what do you say
2: about this yeah that's good agreed so i agree the only thing i could think of that could be like why we've worked through that type of connection is people say sin is the great equalizer right is that the the kind of phrase but even that you think through like that's talking more of sin is the reason we all need jesus right <laughs> right not all sin is the same you know right. you can't yeah. take that one that one teaching we all need jesus so sin is the great equalizer but it doesn't mean like you said like i'm gonna stub my toe and cuss or i'm gonna stub my toe and go on a killing spree right. much different <laughs> much different levels
1: you know even another <laughs> illustration you just that I just popped into mind, Jesus said, um, it would be better for you to tie a millstone around your neck and drop it into the ocean rather than hurt one of these children. Mm -hmm. So what is he even saying? Like, Hey, there's going to be, you know, what is he saying? Is he saying that there is a different judgment for people that, I mean, that's what he's implying.
2: And we have seen biblically, there is too, he talks through like, even for this sin, there's no forgiveness, like working through right, blaspheming the Holy Spirit or working through that. Yeah. So so clearly there can't be just no level. And then it's like, except this one, this mm-hmm. one is really high. Like you can't just say that it's all the same. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's good. Yeah, for sure.
3: And there's also written, I think somewhere, I, I don't know where, but uh, if your one eye uh, does a sin, it will be rather you take it off and leave with the other one. You know, if your one hand does a sin, it, you will be rather good with the other and cut that other off, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> it's great stuff.
0: Yeah our relationships with with god is so very personal like mine doesn't look the same as yours yours doesn't look the same as each others it's completely different so it's, it's it has to be a constant journey of you just checking in with god of what's next for you because mm-hmm. he's he's not going to tell the drunkard to give up food he's going to give up He's going to tell somebody who's been walking with him for a while, like, you know me, you've been through this with me, you know, this is your next step that I want you to take. We can't judge people based on other other sins that they're committing because God's next best thing for us is individual to us based on, on how long we've been walking with him, how long he's been working on us. Um, and just becoming available to him and, and that journey of becoming available to him is just It's just constant. It's always going to look different. You can't judge somebody based on where they're at with him because their next best thing is, is exactly where God needs them now to get them to where you're at now.
1: If we had three lying, drunk fornicators standing in a row, God might speak to one about dealing with the fornication. He'll speak Mm -hmm. to the second about the drunkenness and he'll talk to them first. And he'll talk to the third person about tithing before any of the other three issues Mm -hmm. in their Three identical people, but he's got them on three completely different discipleship IEP plans. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Yeah. And, And so we've got to engage with scripture and with the Holy Spirit and with our church Cause all three things point out another area, point out growth. And then
2: I like that a lot Bond appropriately. I like that because it's less about like, um, no, this is the mold that God wants for us fit in it. It's like, no, no, this is where God is at with you. And this is how he's working in your life. And that's, what's more important. I think, you know, you've talked about that with even things not regarding sin. Like, baptism of the holy spirit like mm-hmm. no you don't have to do it that's not a mold but god has that for you and at some point in your journey i think he's gonna ask you to step into that you know what i mean like yeah i yeah. love no. i love that so it's good. not about no fit the mold like that just doesn't work that way that's not how god so wants good. us to work that's really good
0: yeah love absolutely. it absolutely tying it back into the sermon walking walking on eggshells we are free from having to walk on eggshells with with Jesus because what he's done for us, the sermon series is be like Jesus. How do we be like Jesus? So people aren't walking on eggshells with us. It's having that knowledge and yeah. acceptance that God is working on individuals where they're at and you know who, who do we wanna be as we're representing Jesus. If we're going to help somebody else understand that they don't have to walk on eggshells with God we have to start that first sometimes. And no matter where people are at, no matter what they've done, we have to be loving of them and, and willing to walk walk through that path with them. Hold their hands sometimes as they're walking through the hardest things that God is asking them to give up. Yeah. Um, so, so, so important. You know, It all it always, everything started with Jesus, but if people don't know Jesus yet, It starts with us so they can know him more. Um, So you got to always be faithful to what what God is
1: asking. That was an amazing. um, uh, Flipped script there on that, that if we are followers of Jesus, then people shouldn't have to walk on eggshells around us. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's really powerful to think through that i think that's probably a good place for us to stop and yeah. everybody just ponder that for the rest of your drive or the rest of your day who how am yeah. i around my, my spouse my kids my neighbor the the people at the dmv the people yeah. at the grocery store um what's the you know i think that comes back to the fruit of the holy spirit right what's the fruit of my life yeah, yeah. And we've been forgiven much but are we like the um that guy that pastor victoria preached about a couple of weeks ago is that yeah we go and mistreat everybody even though we've been forgiven much right hmm. well you guys have yeah. any um any other um resources you want to share any other testimonies you want to share
2: I uh someone go first but I do have I have a podcast well you, you'd probably know right offhand you and I just listened to a podcast on a drive from Bethlehem um that talked about the fear of the Lord I'm trying to remember what it was it
1: was the grow, it was the grow leader podcast and there was a sermon that John Bevere
2: preached at Highlands College yeah that was I thought that was really good we listened to that we almost put it on as background noise and I got in the car when we parked there, parked at your house. I got in my car and put the rest of the episode on because I was like, dang, this is really good. But it talked a lot about the fear of the Lord and like what that actually means. And I think that we could all do with a good dose of like learning what it actually means and not just like, oh, I'm supposed to be terrified of him. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I think um, something I'd recommend... Is for people to read the Jonathan Edwards sermon, Sinners in the Hand of an Angry God. Mm. And we actually read an excerpt of that in my honors English class when I went to public high school. And I think the teacher was trying to get people to hate God. Um, but um, but it didn't really work. It just gave us yeah. the opportunity to preach. Um but, <laughs> When Jonathan Edwards preached that sermon, people were grasping onto their pews for fear of falling into hell. And that sermon sparked one of the great awakenings. Wow. That, I would recommend reading that because, again, like that's important. We need, to, we need to truly have an understanding of hell, of the wrath of God, because it does help us to stay on the narrow road. When we're when we're like, I'm going to choose between sinning and blowing up my life. Oh, wait a minute! Nope, there'll be consequences to that. Um, it can be a, a good motivator. <laughs> That's good. Anybody else, guys? Nope. Nope. If you're on Spotify and you want to listen to My Deliverer again, it's by uh, Dara. Is it Dara?
2: McLean. McLean. Yeah. Or go to YouTube and Facebook and hear our band do it. Yeah, Which which isn't as good as you'll remember it, but they may run out of data. So <laughs>
1: there you go, yeah. Download it. But can we put our own version on
2: Spotify? What would that require? We'd have to pay royalties. So I don't know what that looks like. People do it all the time. I mean, we could do it and see what happens, but now we're sitting in front of everyone. Maybe I don't report want to us. Off Dara. Right. The last <laughs> thing I want to do is hurt Dara. Yeah. Miss McLean. There's don't hate me.
1: Yeah. I don't even know. Like we, we just stumbled across that song on accident. Like the Spotify, it, you know, just you tell me what to listen to. <laughs> and that song came up.
2: Yeah, anyway.
1: that song was fun. Yeah. Guys, you. I wish Michelle could have joined us to share on the Milton side of it, but she couldn't get free. But I'm proud of you. What an amazing weekend! So good. Seven connection cards. Um, so who knows how many guests we, there were? Over 150 kids, right? For the, sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Probably, probably over more than
1: that Maybe close to 180 kids.
2: Yeah. Um, the kids was, was intense. 80.
1: Um wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Over and over and over again. So, so good. good. All right. Well, I'll see you guys all tonight because we get all staff here this Monday evening. We're driving yes, back indeed. to him. You. We'll see you in person here soon, Stephen. <laughs> yes, sir.
2: <laughs> see you guys bye. later.
1: Yeah. Right, bye. bye. bye.